Hello and welcome to Just the Facts. This is your host, Tasha Bryant. I do hope everyone is doing well. So I wanted to uh, speak about Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz. Uh, They're currently at the mercy of a secretive Senate panel investigating their roles in the Capitol riot. Um, As Donald Trump's impeachment trial ramps up in just over a week, Senators Josh Hawley, uh, Republican, they're both Republicans. Hawley is a representative from Missouri and Ted Cruz from Texas will be facing their own tribunal as the extremely secretive Senate ethics panel uh, investigates their roles in the Capitol riot on January 6th that led to lawmakers fleeing for their lives and also left five dead. The ex-president's impeachment trial on the floor of the Senate will be carried out on live TV and is expected to last for a few weeks, whereas the investigation of the two Republican senators will be held behind closed doors and could go on for months uh, for what is being a for what is being termed a deep dive into their words and actions prior to and on the day of the storming of the nation's capital. So according to a report from Political, the the uh, committee says nothing about its business until actions are taken, and it has a lot of business before it. Uh, seven Democratic senators filed a complaint against the two GOP senators uh, who led the effort to object to the election results, arguing Uh, that they lent legitimacy to the cause of those who invaded the Capitol. Holly fired back uh, with a counter complaint alleging improper conduct for partisan gain. And uh, we do want to note that um, the committee is not um, taking his complaint um, seriously, uh, since it is obviously uh, an attempt Uh, to take a jab at those who have taken a jab as he sees it at him at uh, and so uh, it is also notable that the committee is being helmed by Senator Chris Coons he's a Democrat from Delaware um, who has called for both senators to resign over the allegations they helped whip up the mob with their attempt to block the certification of the 2020 election now, Political also reports that Howley admits uh, that he has no idea how things would unfold on the committee regarding a timetable or process uh, that could take months as it casts a cloud over his political future. Um, now, it is definitely worth noting uh, that uh, Senator Cruz and Senator Howley both um had aspirations of uh, finding themselves in the Oval Office, um, which that would just be a complete and total travesty. Um, I am definitely in favor of the ethics complaint, and I think that both he, uh, Senator Howley and Senator Cruz should both uh, be expelled from the Senate. Um, That would Uh, remove the option of either of them ever being able to actually run for office again, which would include 
the presidency that uh, many people believe that they both have aspirations to run in 2024. Um, and it would also, you know, depending on what's found, would open them up to prosecution uh, for their role. Um, if you recall, Senator Howley is uh, forever uh, captured in a photograph where he's walking past the hordes of treasonous traitors with his fist up as he's walking towards the Capitol in solidarity with them. Um, these types of people um, have no business um, in our government and they definitely have no business uh, attempting to ever run for any type of office, especially the office of the presidency. So as this story unfolds, we will make sure to keep you abreast. So uh, U.S. voting rights activist and Democratic Party politician Stacey Abrams has been nominated for this year's Nobel Peace Prize for her work to promote nonviolent change via the ballot box, a Norwegian lawmaker said on Monday. Um, and also to note, uh, Black Lives Matter has also been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. So Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a representative from Georgia uh, in Congress, has been all over the news for her antics. Um, so let's just kind of deep dive here. So a group of House Democrats introduced a resolution uh, in the House that would remove Representative Greene from her two committee assignments as a consequence for her inflammatory and false statements. Um, the House Rules Committee will move Wednesday to begin a process of, re of removing uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene from the Education Committee and the Labor Committee. Um, being that she was seen harassing uh, the young man, David Hogg, who survived one of the worst high school mass shootings that we've had in this country. Um, the fact that she was walking after him and taunting him um, and just berating him. I mean, it was absolutely, absolutely positively disgusting uh, the way that she treated him. It was very interesting to see that she would have been placed on the education committee of all things, but I digress. Um, so Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell is speaking out, uh, blasting Georgia GOP rep Marjorie Taylor Greene's embrace of, as he states, loony lies and conspiracy theories as a cancer for the Republican Party. Somebody who's suggested that perhaps no airplane hit the Pentagon on 9-11, uh, that horrifying school shooting where that horrifying school shootings were pre-staged and that the Clintons crashed JFK Jr.'s airplane is not living in reality. Uh, McConnell said in a statement first shared with The Hill. Now, I mean, I think it's great that Mitch McConnell is speaking out, I guess, better late to the party than never. Um, he appears to have an off switch um, unlike Lindsey Graham, who is just, 
I guess, too far down the rabbit hole. I think John McCain would be astonished to see his mentee um, behaving in this manner. Um, I'm glad, I guess, Mitch McConnell is saying something, but he went for four years, you know, going along with the crazy that really gave birth to people like Representative Green. Um, so I'm glad that he's speaking out, but at this point, the damage is already done. Uh, Green is, is, is seen as the new face of the Republican party. And that is because the old guard folded because they thought it was more important to fill, uh, seats with, uh, federal judges who were conservative or to fill, Supreme Court justices, and they put their agenda before the country. Um, and that's why they're in the mess that they're in now, currently. Um, so I guess maybe he's seeing a reckoning now that all of his efforts are being undone. Uh, they're going to uh, re- zone, I guess would be appropriate terminology, uh, the court system on the federal level so that, uh, we will not have an influx unnecessarily of, uh, only conservative judges and we'll have, uh, a much, a much needed balance. Um, but you know, uh, it's, it's interesting to see him trying to say something at such a late date. However, um, so the house is going to vote looks like on, on Thursday on whether to strip representative green of her committee assignments. Uh, that was the update, uh, today house majority leader, uh, Hoyer states. And then they were saying that the house democratic leader Hoyer states that Democrats will hold the floor vote that will strip and battle GOP rep uh, Marjorie Taylor of her committee assignments after her espoused conspiracy theories. Now, it's it's worth noting that she, on her Facebook page, had called for the murder of Speaker Pelosi. She stated that she had committed treason. I mean, we just went over the list of conspiracy theories that she actually uh, truly believes, which is astonishing. She stated that uh, the fires in California were started because Jewish people own a laser in space and they're shooting the laser from space to California to start the wildfires. It's just unbelievable that um, this woman was elected to do anything. She's absolutely and positively uh, checked out of reality. So I'm glad that uh, we do not have to depend on Republicans to do anything and we can run the country the way it's supposed to be run uh, following our protocols, our policies, our procedures, and our laws. Um, and because if, if the Republicans were over um, the House, she would see absolutely and positively not one iota of a consequence, which just blows my mind. Um, but that's where, where we are. 
So Liz Cheney, who of course is famously the daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney, um, voted to impeach Trump. And because she voted to impeach Trump as any normal uh, human being would have done, uh, who is sensical, um, her party sought to remove her from the leadership. So Liz Cheney, uh, the third highest raking Republican in the House, refused to apologize for voting to impeach former President Donald Trump during the closed door meeting with her GOP conference on Wednesday, um, according to a source who was in the room. I'm glad she didn't apologize. Apologize for what? For, for choosing her country over party. That's what we all should be doing. Anybody who's sitting up there, who's taking that oath of office is supposed to protect our country from threats, foreign and domestic. Somebody who incites a failed coup d'etat, someone who sabotages allegedly um, the response mechanisms that are put in place to keep lawmakers safe um, has no business being in office and should be, should have been, he should not have been allowed to complete his term. He should have been removed immediately. So she had nothing, absolutely nothing to apologize for. And Liz Cheney and I uh, do not hold the same ideologies or belief systems on much of anything. But I respect the fact that she voted with her moral compass and her conscience. And she voted um, on the basis of protecting the Republic and not just to go along to get along with her, you know, failing party. But anywho, so Representative Cheney uh, the third highest ranking uh, Republican in the House survives uh, the vote to remove her from the party leadership. Um, so I'm very happy um, because I don't think that she, I mean, the idea that they would seek to punish Liz Cheney uh, for voting to impeach Trump when he attempted a coup, um, but they don't feel the need to reprimand uh, Marjorie T- Taylor Greene for her behavior is beyond me and speaks volumes of where the Republican Party truly is at this point. So I covered a story a few months back um, about the opposition leader in Russia named Alexei Nalvani. Uh So you famously remember, just giving you a little background, Um, He was poisoned and he was in Germany where they took him uh, and he ended up recovering. He came very, very close to death and he ended up recovering. So he's returned back home to Russia. So a district court judge in Moscow ruled on Tuesday uh, that Russian opposition leader Alexei Nalvani will spend two years and eight months in prison as part of a three and a half year sentence overall. Nalvani had previously served 10 months under house arrest. Nalvani, a fierce critic 
of President Vladimir Putin uh, received the sentence as a result of alleged parole violations stemming from a 2014 embezzlement sentence. Both Malvani, I'm sorry, now Nalvani and his supporters have repeatedly characterized the charges as politically motivated. Nalvani survived a, po- a poisoning assassination attempt in August of 2020 that was widely believed to have been uh, perpetrated by operatives in Putin's government. On January 17th, he defiantly returned to Russia where he was detained almost immediately. The court said that Nalvani violated his parole, including by receiving medical treatment in Berlin, in Germany, in Berlin, Germany, after his poisoning. Since his arrest, tens of thousands of protesters have taken to the streets in cities across Russia demanding his release. More than 5,000 protesters were arrested in a single day on Sunday. And Nalvani and his team have called for immediate demonstrations in the wake of his sentencing. So a statement from him, from Alexei Nalvani reads as follows. Um, It's easy to lock me up. The main thing in this process is to intimidate a huge number of people. This is how it works. They're putting one person behind bars to scare millions. So it's this story has so many uh, twists and turns and plot twists. So they attempted an assassination. The man was in a coma and he was airlifted to Berlin where he received life-saving treatment. And they're saying the, that he violated his parole because he was in Berlin unconscious in a coma on the basis of an assassination attempt by the government. And that because he was in Berlin receiving treatment in a coma, he violated his parole. Um, wow. So they say that this is the one man Putin fears greatly because of his popularity and his power um, with the people. So we'll have to see if, uh, you know, how the protests, uh, you know, what actually materializes from that and how they continue. And as the story uh, keeps developing, we will be sure to make sure that we keep you abreast of all changes, big and small. So, Biden has an American rescue plan, um, an independent analysis by Moody's analytics estimates that Biden's plan would create 7.5 million jobs in 2021 and return the economy to full employment a year faster than projected. Uh, 77% of Americans support another stimulus package. And this is courtesy of GQR polling. And 90% of economists say Biden's stimulus package uh, will boost the economy. And this is from Routers poll. 
uh, Biden announces America West rescue plan to get America out of the Trump economic depression. Uh, these are some of the bullet points pertaining to the plan. Uh, expand unemployment through November, eviction protection for renters, increase checks to Americans to 2000 each, raise minimum wage to 15 an hour by 2025, aid to states to keep teachers, firefighters, and essential workers on the job, guarantee paid leave so people don't work sick, and cut child poverty by nearly 50%. I see no downside to any of this. The mess that Biden, uh, you know, inherited from Trump that was so unnecessary. I mean, he literally, Trump literally drove our country into ground, into the ground, like he's driven so many of his businesses. Um, but this plan I mean, looking at what did they say? How many jobs in in this year alone? 7.5 million jobs. People need those jobs. People need renters protection. Like if 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 you haven't had a steady income uh since March, you know, you are probably at this point thousands behind in rent and you need to be protected. Um but I also feel the only thing that's lacking in this plan is the inclusion of uh, mortgage protection um, because a lot of people do not own the properties uh, that they are renting out. They utilize the renter's rent to pay a portion or all of the mortgage. So if we're going to take care of the renter, we also have to make sure to take care of the property owner. Um, they both kind of go hand in hand. Um, so I, I, I would like to see that added into his economic plan uh, to help Americans. But other than that, I feel that uh, this is amazing. People People definitely, you know, giving somebody $600, it's not going to do anything for anybody, you know, but two, $2,000, that could make a big difference for a family um, who's behind in everything. Um, I'm excited to see that America is finally doing what so many other countries have been doing, which is simply to take care of their citizens through this unprecedented, once-in-a-lifetime, unforeseen a pandemic that we are currently living through. Um, you shouldn't be, you know, destitute and placed into poverty, um, you know, on the basis of something that nobody can control. Um, so I'm, I'm really glad to finally see uh, that taking shape. So one of the biggest controversies, uh, there's so many, and, and during the Trump era, but one of the biggest controversies was the um, family separation where, you know, you had zero tolerance and, you know, they were ripping nursing babies from their mothers. I mean, just unbelievable, very nazi very, you know, Hitler-esque behavior, right? Um, so there's been a task force 
uh, that would manage a family reunification on a case-by-case basis, uh, making different uh, immigration benefit determinations for different families. Uh, There's no one solution fits all. uh, An official says it will be an individual assessment. And I also want to put in there that Dr. Jill Biden our new first lady is going to be um, hands on with that mission and and uh, trying to, you know, rejoin these families who have just undergone such unnecessary cruelty and hardship and trauma. Just absolutely unbelievable what they did. Uh, so I'm glad that they're tackling that issue. And that was yet another campaign promise that President Biden is fulfilling uh, within the first hundred days of his administration. So lastly, I wanted to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with Kyle Rittenhouse, he is the young man whom his mother drove over state lines Um, during the George Floyd and um, it was the, it was the George Floyd um, protests, but then it was also um, additional protests that were going on, but it was during just the very hotbed of the summer where you had uh, several unarmed black men yet again being murdered for no apparent reason or being maimed for no apparent reason. And people were taking to to the streets stating that Black Lives Matter. And Kyle Rittenhouse and his mother decided that they were going to drive to Kenosha, where they did not live, where they did not own a home, where they did not own any businesses, um, and where they were not a part of that community. And they were going to come there. And this kid like 17 years old, uh, now he's 18, I guess, Um, he had a long gun and he was patrolling the streets. He's not a member of law enforcement, not affiliated with law enforcement. He absolutely had no business out there um, whatsoever. And he ended up murdering two people and maiming another. And so he was given bail um, after spending some weeks in jail. Well, now it would appear that he has violated his bail agreement because he's moved and now they don't know where he is. Imagine that. So the prosecutors are urging, uh, the Kenosha County Court to issue a warrant for Kyle Rittenhouse arrest and hike his bond by 200000 after they allege the 18-year-old violated his bond agreement by not informing the court when he moved from his listed home address. So he's stating, uh, they're, they're stating that he left his initial address because of threats of violence made against him. 
Um, but that's just not how this works. I mean, I really don't know what he thought was going to happen when he came out. Like, I understand when he initially came out, you know, they're taking him to the bar with the Proud Boys and he's drinking beers underage and drinking beers and, you know, all of that. But in the real world, you know, dude, you're not a hero. You're a murderer. Um, you know, who's in my opinion, he should have never been released. But then again, there are two different justice systems. You know, there's a justice system for people of color and there's a justice system uh, for white people. And that's just how that goes. Um, so we'll have to see if they're able to locate him. Um, you know, I don't know if this is a situation of if, if, if he really is just in some type of safe house situation or if he's on the run, you know, deciding that he's not going to stand trial or he's not, you know, he's going to utilize this network of, um, you know, white supremacists to, you know, keep moving him and keep him quote unquote safe. I don't know. Um, but as the story uh, continues to develop, we will make sure to keep you abreast of all new information, big and small. Well, thank you for tuning in to Just the Facts. This is your host, Tasha Bryant. And please make sure to check me out on my Facebook page. It's just and then T-H-E and then facts. I do a weekly broadcast on there on Sundays um, where we talk about all the most pressing uh, political issues and topics from that week. Um, So we'd love to have you join us there as well. But as always, this is your host, Tasha Bryant, and you take care.